Happy Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and a fine morning it is. It's June the 11th, 2019, and we are in sunny and glorious California. We are. We're in our third lovely land. So we we were anchored in harbor, anchored in a harbor <laughs> in Sacramento. Yes, we were. For level 1 training and just had an amazing time. And then we were strengthened by hope. Yes, we were. <laughs> and in Willits, which is Mendocino County, and got to spend Shavuot there and celebrate and now we are in the land of Kabod. We are. <laughs> and all his glory. So we are nestled in our room here um, with her. And uh, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, and we're happy to be here and be with you. Yes, we are. <laughs> I think the birds are happy to be here, too. They are. Because they're like... They're like going for it. They are. They are. They're singing like crazy. You know, I don't know that that microphone will pick them up, but they are, they're going for it. I think there's an owl out there too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on our, our original podcast equipment, which is just my phone and a little microphone. Right. (laughs) Because it was just, we didn't have, um, it's just it's easier to set up, so. <laughs> right, right. So forgive us for the drop in quality <laughs> after so many weeks of vast improvement, and you were so excited, and yet here we are. <laughs> Hopefully and you noticed. We're just doing the good old-fashioned, well, better, lower quality than no at all. So here we yes. are. <clears throat> the sun is shining, and we are so grateful to be with family. Yes. We've had a glorious week. Today, as you know, is Tuesday, and we've been here since Wednesday, um, so almost a week now, and uh, and everything has been just glorious. Papa came and moved through um, a level one training in Sacramento that was very unique, and um, our Shavuot time in Mendocino County was just amazing. We were so blessed to be able to see the central and northern California family, and um, had just a marvelous time in um, Willits with Strength and Hope. So it's just been a cool, cool week. Yes, and and we're not done. We have more. Uh, we've got a few days here in Napa, a we, place we love, the we people, do. people we love so much, and yeah. Well, and of course, we always love to be with family and. When we're in Napa, we are with family. California is such a glorious state, and so many beautiful people here. And in these, now I've lost count, but the number of of counties: Sacramento, and Napa, and Mendocino. Is it only three? I don't know why I was thinking it was four counties. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's right, Humboldt. Okay. So Humboldt, <clears throat> Humboldt County came and joined us. In um, that was our fourth. I knew it. And how about San Diego? That's a whole. Oh, and, and San Diego County was there too. Yeah. Wow, five counties represented. Mm-hmm. Well, there's probably a sixth. <laughs> so if LA County was represented. Well, we did have Idaho, but we that's did have Idaho. Okay. Not California. But I digress. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, it was a <clears throat> glorious time with family, and we have more glorious times with family yet to go, 
And uh, so we'll be here for another few days and then back to Glorious Bixby. But one of the things that um, Papa is really talking about over this season, there's just been a theme. And of course, this week we've had, you know, many things, probably some land mission stuff we'll talk about in August and um, some incredible Shavuot things we got to share with Mendocino County when we were there on <coughs> Sunday. But um, one of the themes that Papa's been talking about is how fundamentally we are always choosing between the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. And um, that's really been standing out to me. And Papa this morning led me uh, someplace that, that I'm not at very often. I, I spend a lot of time in the Gospels with Jesus and a lot of time in the old in the Old Testament or original covenants, but this is actually the Apostle Paul in First Timothy chapter six, and he's speaking to Timothy at the very end of First Timothy, so uh, verse twenty, and he says, "Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge," and it really just jumped out at me because. We, we continue to this day to see the pressure upon the people of God to participate in the world of knowledge. And, and again, it's not that there isn't a holy knowledge. There is. That's why Paul says what is falsely called knowledge. The true knowledge we know is da'at. And of course, yada, which is how we know our God. And if we if we go to God in life, then there is a understanding, there is a an awareness, there, there are things that we will know, but our life isn't fed by information. And I, I feel that pressure that comes in waves. And everywhere we go, no matter how many times we say it, we find that information is constantly still pulling on the body of Christ, to be a source. And what God wants us to do is to come to Him. And uh, and so, more than anything, just feel today to encourage us all that our relationship with Papa is the place of rest that He calls us to. And when we were talking about consequence and terraforming legacy and terraforming resurrection, the thing that kept coming up was that place of rest that we have when our daily bread is daily bread of uh, so of His will, His way, to such a degree that we can lay down all of the pressure, whether it's pressure to be religious, whether it's pressure to be righteous, whether it's pressure to be ho- whether it's uh, pressure to be holy, or whether it's pressure to re- react to something that's happening in the world, something that's, you know, if we really think about it, it's just not God. It's it's this pressure of fear, this pressure of false hope, this pressure to um, to choose a side, this pressure pressure to have an opinion, and um, <clears throat> and what we've been talking about week after week, social social media that calls us to pick a side and argue, and then we're we're tying into this useless chatter that uh, Paul was talking about. Instead of just going to God 
where our life is. Even in John 5, when Jesus said, you diligently uh, search the scriptures thinking you'll find life in them, uh, but refusing to come to me for life. It's the same exact thing. Even the Bible can be information to us and knowledge to us, a false knowledge to us, if we're choosing it as a source instead of God, going to God and having an intimate relationship with God. And I feel Papa calling and saying, if there's, if you miss everything else, don't miss this. Come to me. Come to me. Let me be your source. Let me be your place of intimacy. Let me be your life. And don't let anything else be that. But if you'll come to me, then I will take you to the Bible. I will take you to people. I will take you and teach you all of these things through my spirits, through the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, both da'at and yada, so that we will have intimate relationship with him. And he will show us the things that we need to know, because there are things we need to know, so that we can be the maturing sons and daughters of God who rescue billions of people from the... Um, the power structure of deception and coercion and the, the, the slavery of the world, that's debt and um, human trafficking and all the, the terrible things that are out there. But, but by God, we have access to life and love and contentment and trust and rest. And uh, so I feel Papa just constantly calling out to his, to his people, to our people, to the family, don't forget, it's me. I'm the one that's your life. So all of us are called every day to the heart of God. That's the place where our well is that we can drink. It never runs dry. And all of these pressures that we have coming at us, they're <clears throat> not the real. That's the false. That's the place that's trying to um, take us to a place where we are reacting you know, but if we go to Papa, we're always in a place of responding. Yeah, I think in the world, the goal is to have a platform. But in, in the true world, we're invited to that place we're invited to. He's our altar, you know, and that's, that's a real choice to have a platform or an altar and I'm just learning more and more how precious the altar is. And I was thinking of this season we're in, this time of Savan, the month of Savan, and, and we've just come through Shavuot. And that was really the invitation of the Israelites was, um, you know, they just, they were fighting for a platform to, you know, all these things that they, they thought they didn't have, they thought they were entitled to, you know, all these things they, they felt they were owed, you know, and sometimes like that captivity they were in was really a choice they made. It wasn't, you know, it was, it was a time they just, they took their eyes off God, you know, and that the, the beauty of I will, you know, if you will, I will was just discarded and so they have this time of captivity, and they come out in, from this narrow place into this wide-open wilderness, which provides so much. And 
all throughout, you know, that journey, <clears throat> the 49 days, you know, there's the 40 years, but there's that 49 days between the Exodus and then this meet at Mount Sinai. And, you know, that, that mounted place was just meant to be an altar where they recognized all he had provided and then understood that, that the greatest provision he wanted to give was his presence. He wanted them to have the fullness of his presence. And um, so part of Savan, the, the meaning is the united or to be united. And even the tabernacle is the king. And it's all about things that have been separate coming together. And it's those, <clears throat> those set apart things, the things set apart so that we can see them clearly. And in that moment for the Israelites and for us, there's a real truth that he comes to reconcile the valley and the mountain and make them whole. And that's kind of cute because we're in Napa where we have mountain and valley. We do. Are some of our precious people here, but <clears throat> he comes to reconcile to make whole the valley and the mountain. And, you know, the, the Israelites were just in that valley. They didn't know what was going to happen, you know. And when we don't know, it feels like death, <laughs> you know. But we come to the valley so we can ascend the mountain. And he just wanted to make those whole. And so that they could see the, the fullness of what he was offering the fullness of relationship and you know in the on the mountain we see you know that's where he says everything the light touches is yours and the valley showed you that there are darknesses that are yet to be filled so everything you can't see yet it's not so scary because look this is what you couldn't see and look how vast it is look how immense it is and this is always where we were going and you know in the valley is where we have that opportunity to say I can't see it but I know you you know and we just it's that place of trust and then you know the mountain is as all of those things we didn't know where yet and then we come into that fullness of his presence where there's nothing separating us. And it's like, wow, look at, look how far the light, you know, it's like Mufasa and <laughs> Simba. You know, everything the light touches is yours. But you know what? There is a darkness beyond here. But that's yours too, but not till you fill it with light. And so that's just going to be another valley. It's going to be another place we go together where you can't see yet all that I have. You can't understand yet all that I'm doing, but you know me. And, and as I've just been meditating upon that and just the reality that he always will provide for me. He always provides for me. That's how he pursues me. That's how he pursues us through his that daily bread. 
through you know the cloud by day and the fire by night that that covering that we haven't reconciled fully to ourselves you know that covering in the wilderness kept them from sunburn kept them from you know just all these practical things that seem just so much a part of our everyday but yet we're made for that kind of covering um just the reality that there are things they never even thought about. They didn't, I don't think when they came through, when they were going through the Red Sea and they're, they're being delivered and they're in the exodus that they were thinking about, well, what are we going to wear? You know? Um, and their clothes never wore out. And they never even had to give that a thought. It just already was. And then it even uh, speaks of that their their feet didn't swell. And I don't have um, all my notes. I didn't bring all my notes about that, so I can't break the words down. But basically, it translates to nothing would keep them from walking generationally, meaning the generations, the older people were going to be able to walk as, as steadily and at the same pace as the younger. Like they were going to be completely reconciled to each other. There wasn't even going to be anything to separate them energy-wise or age-wise, if that makes sense. It was just they were going to be so reconciled that that wasn't even going to be a factor. They were just going to be one. That's what he provided for. And they didn't think about that like... They never had to think about, well, is this, you know, are the grandparents going to be able to make this journey, you know, and what about the toddlers and the, you know, and the, the nursing moms and all that. Those didn't, they never had to be a thought. They were already provided for through this, this covenant. And so I'm just realizing more and more his provision is always there. It is never withheld. Um, but in that, that place where the mountain and the valley intersect is where we choose the fullness of his presence because the fullness of his presence comes through our agreement, through our, um, our choice. You know, I'm not going to let anything separate us. I'm not going to let a single worry of a day be a a divider. I'm going to let what I know of you be the multiplication of your presence in my life. And so um, as we were just in the preparation for Shavuot and um, just the beauty of that and reading the story of Ruth, which is an invitation during Shavuot, um, and we got the opportunity to do that together in in Mendocino County, but there's this, you know, Ruth's story just takes us through so much, and I know this will come up more later, so I just want to focus on this this one part, and it's just towards, you know, what seems like the, it's the end of a chapter, and the beginning of a new one, but Ruth, you know, responds to Naomi, and she goes and she goes to the feet of Boaz and surrounds his covenant and he covers her and provides for her 
and all of these, you know, these wilderness things have occurred and are coming to this culmination. And they're just at this juxtaposition at the valley and the mountain. You know, she's just been in this valley not knowing what's going to happen. And now there's this invitation to ascend the mountain to see everything she couldn't see. And it's it's happening when Boaz is going to go to the city gate. And of course, he's going to exchange everything he has for what she has never received, but what has been held for her. <clears throat> and so it says, the man will settle the matter. And that's just always, every time I read that, it's just like pierces me so deeply. So as I was just talking so much with Papa about it in this, in the counting of the Omer, because um, I read Ruth a lot during that time, just in preparation, I don't, I don't want to miss all that's sewn into that story. And and he came and he said, it's, it's time to settle matters. And so for me, he just showed me these little rebellions that I've been hosting. <laughs> you know, just inside myself, they're, they're super subtle, honestly, but they're multiple. And so <clears throat> just has been showing me these these rebellions I've been hosting inside that that separate me from him. I'm not separated from his provision. He he is pursuing me with all he is, but I can't come into the fullness of his presence and and ascend with him and be reconciled in that place. Because I have things, you know, a rebellion is just things against him and not, it isn't angers, it's, you know, those offenses, those kind of things. It's my way, you know, what I thought, just all those little things. And so he's been, he's invited me, do you want to settle this matter? This thing that just seems so small, but there is a separated place because of it instead of a set-apart place. And I felt like that was an invitation for all of us to really ask Him what matter He wants to settle in us so we aren't separate, so that we have that completely reconciled place to be as in His presence as we can be. And he can be as in, as present in us as he longs to be, and we we did share that over the weekend, and and so many people were having oh, he does have a matter he wants to settle with me, and it, it's that's just um, there's already testimony coming just through the recognition. So I hope the same will be true for you as you are hearing this, um, you know. Finding those other sources, of course, that we have information, that kind of thing. And then just really letting him show you the matter that there is. Like, what's the matter, basically, that keeps that keeps just that letting go. That was something that um, Pa talked about during Shavuot, too, was just the letting go. And so just that place where, you know what, I'm finally going to let go. I'm just finally going to let go of this because it keeps me from taking hold of you 
And man, I don't want to be unreconciled. You're at the city gate ready with everything that I knew was, you know, my portion. And then so much more I couldn't even see was. And that's what you have. And I don't want to resist that, you know. I just want that matter settled. So I hope that will be meaningful to all of you out there. Yeah, very much so. Yes. Thank you, Papa, for your light that reveals these things mm-hmm. so that we can be free to be intimate with you. Yeah. So that you are um, you are the tree of life inside of us and we are connected with you in that closeness that we desperately need every day, all day. Yeah. To that we say hallelujah. Yes, and to our family in Bixby, we miss you all and pray in a beautiful together for you. Have a wonderful together and we'll we'll be crying. <laughs> Actually we won't. We're we're in that, but we're having a great time. <laughs> we can't cry here. Yeah, we're having a good time. <laughs> so no we won't. But we love we love you and we miss you. Yeah. And uh wherever you are, we love you and we miss you. Yes. And bless you. August rush registration is up. So if you haven't registered, do and we will talk to you next week. See you. Love, love you. you. Bye.